0: Welcome to Fright
1: Night. (laughs) For real.
0: Welcome to Fright Night (laughs) Minute. (laughs) A daily podcast where we discuss the original 1985 horror movie, Fright Night, one minute at a time. I'm Robin. I'm (laughs) Len. And we want to welcome to the
2: podcast, Father David Mowry. Oh, it hurts me to say that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes, flee from me, dwellers of the night. I come with the power of Christ to drive you back to the hell from whence you came. Ah, but oh. it somewhat compels me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is Minute 92 of Fright Night. It begins with me stopping that voice and also a guilt trip and ends with Charlie rushing into danger. You better run for your life if you- Jerry is still calling out to Amy and he's asking her to show him how much she loves him and then and then says, "Kill them!" and that's when Amy suddenly stirs and opens her eyes and they're, and we, we see they're very yellowish red, so again, Amanda Beerce has no idea that the camera is so close to her face. <laughs>
2: She's, I, hope, I hope they're filming me. <laughs> Uh, They are very closer, because you can see how sweaty Amy is. I guess becoming a vampire is a lot like having your fever break, because her body is uh, just... (laughs) so overheated. Oh, gosh. You know, it's it's August
0: when we're recording this, pulling back the curtain, and I swear I've woken up like this many times. It's just
2: <laughs> oh, it's unbearable. <laughs> you swear you hear a voice calling to you from the roof. And, <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're just
1: tossing and turning. And,
2: uh, I don't know, honey. Somebody's telling me to kill people.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's probably your wife telling you to get out of your side of the bed. Or she's <laughs>
0: going to kill me. <laughs> right. Oh, work Yeah. <Awake. laughs> But, uh, yeah, he says, kill them, and then she suddenly stirs, and then he says, both! And that's when Amy falls back the Oh, that's an important
2: caveat. Yeah, Amy would have just gone and killed the old dude. She would have left Charlie alone. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh! Okay, oh, I'm really tired. You didn't say falls both. Back both of them. <laughs> yeah, and when she falls back, I love it again. This is this is me as you know a father, you know trying to get my kids up for school. And uh, when she he says both, and she just falls back onto the blanket, you know, as if she's going to go back to sleep. And Jerry just hauls off
2: and totally wastes this concrete whatever it is on top of the roof. I think it's a chimney. Is it a chimney?
0: I I was wondering if it was just
2: like siding. (laughs) Or or is it a funnel for the fog machines that he's got going? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, he is mad, But given how strong he is, I'm surprised he doesn't do more damage. I mean, I expected him just to knock the whole thing clean off the roof.
0: Well, he's got the resale value. I mean, after he <laughs> destroys these people and kills everybody, he's going to have to put it back on the market True. again and get, a, get out of town. That's a good point. I mean, a realtor comes over and sees that kind of damage to a chimney.
1: You know, well, what, what, did you have a tantrum? A vampire? You vamp out? <laughs> <laughs> the realtor knows immediately.
0: <laughs> I mean, my wife is a realtor, and, you know, the hardest houses or to sell, or anything that has to be worked on on the roof or in the chimney. Uh, it's just like, oh man, I'm not going to be able to sell this now. They get out there, to get that fixed.
2: <laughs> that's true. I mean, the more temper tantrums like this, Jerry's going to have a hard time getting on to haunt this house. HDTV's <laughs> hit new show coming this fall.
0: Oh, I wonder if he'd show up on TV. Uh, that's another yeah. because oh, there's like yeah. mir- Isn't there mirrors inside cameras or something? I don't know. <laughs> Anyway, uh, so maybe I'm thinking of binoculars. (laughs) Uh, So here's where, yeah, this is where that sound is loud enough for Peter and Charlie to hear it from above. And uh, Charlie says he's going up there and he runs to what I assume is the attic door. But we never actually see the attic. Uh, And I'm wondering if this is where they are originally putting that scene in that I was talking about in the previous minute, but I I don't know.
2: I don't know. Um, but instead, Charlie's kind of the worst, isn't he? Because he knows that Jerry is monstrously strong. Mm -hmm. And what hope does he have to corner him on the roof when he is able to easily get away from the, the ill effects of the cross?
0: Yeah. Uh, I don't know. He's got. I think. I think Charlie's desperate. I mean, Amy is uh, turning mm-hmm. into a vampire, and he's got to kill her. Kill him before dawn. So I think Charlie is just gonna fling himself headlong into danger until.
2: Oh, teenagers and their hormones, They're just <laughs> not using their heads when they go vampire hunting, and they end up making mistakes. And I tell you what. <laughs>
0: And, you know, uh, and Peter doesn't really uh, follow. He, he goes to follow, and then that's when he hears Amy screaming. So do you follow the teenager going after the big bag vampire, or do you go back to check on, you know, and I, you, you were you, you were commenting uh, in the last minute about, like, why do we keep having to check in on Amy? <laughs> well, Peter's going to go check one more time.
2: <laughs> right, and so what's Peter's excuse? He's not in love with her, I I hope. That would be... <laughs> that would be weird. Well,
0: I don't know. Uh, <laughs> no, I I I he you know one of the reasons why he decided to join is the the, the guilt over uh Amy being taken. He could have done something, you know, mm-hmm. said he stayed home, but now he's here. <sighs> Um and yeah, so like Peter hears Amy screaming and alarms alarms him enough to go back and check on Amy, but you know, like why doesn't he yell for Charlie?
2: You know? Like, hey Charlie, something's wrong with Amy <laughs> The the vampire hunting logic here just doesn't track for me. They know they have to kill Jerry in order to save Amy. So the priority should be Jerry. Like, okay, Amy is making a fuss. All right, whatever. She's (laughs) just going to be crazy. We'll deal with that later. Let's just kill the vampire, and then everything's going to be fine. Uh Uh-huh.
0: Uh, So Peter goes back into the bedroom and Amy whirls around growling and she's uh, fully awake now. She's got her long red hair. She's got her fangs out and she's got the red eyes. Um, and, uh, I've got all sorts of trivia about this. And, uh, so, so this is from Cinefax magazine, uh, Steve Johnson, who worked on, um, on, I think it's special effects or visual effects. I'm not sure. Uh, he says, uh, Tom Holland want, wanted Amy to be very sexy and punkish. So they made lenses for her and teeth. They stylized her makeup and gave her a wig. And, uh, yeah, she's also, um, Bigger. Uh, (laughs) So I just want to say, you know, uh, forgive me, Father. I need to talk about boobs right now. Uh, (laughs) uh, So I have a quote here from Steve. He says, I figured that to make her really seductive, she'd need a little breast enhancement. So I sculpted my dream breasts for her. I have
2: a. uh, Movie magic.
0: (laughs) I have a quote from uh, the actress Amanda Bierce. This is from Deadly Magazine number 10. Uh, She says, I remember the morning I went to get my chest cast. It was like the crack of dawn, and I had to go down to some warehouse in the middle of nowhere. And I remember I got there, and there were these guys just what you'd think of as the nerdy sort of 80s type of awkward guys and i was just like okay i'll just take my shirt off then and then they then they just started slapping everything on right there i remember it being cold that day too so i guess that helped in terms of getting protruded nipples and so forth it wasn't really glamorous but they were definitely effective <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So uh yeah there is a bit of a uh protrusion from this uh, uh dress.
2: <laughs> what a strange experience to have to go through. Right? I mean yeah. it <laughs> To, ha- to have that kind of detailed cast work done with complete strangers. I mean, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, as an actor, you you expect to have to swallow your pride when it comes to certain things. But you know, it, it seems like a unique form of indignity.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that, it sounds like a horror movie, the story I'm telling. From her point of view, like, I went to a warehouse, I was surrounded by guys, and they just started slapping ever, things onto my bare breasts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, she goes on and says, uh, "I did keep the boobs, though. They wanted, they asked me if I wanted them, and I thought, why not? Just because it was kind of an odd keepsake. <laughs> they were in a C's Candies box forever. And when we first started coming together to do these conventions, I thought that maybe some fan out there would want them as a cookie keepsake. And sure enough, some guy bought them and now owns my boobs." <laughs> It's not me. Uh, yeah, it's not. It's neither of us, unfortunately. Uh, but, uh, I mean, I just can't think of the the convention where you have sweet, you know, Amanda Bierce. there signing autographs and it's just like, I brought these boobs with me. It pulls out a box and everybody gets to see them. And I'm sure they're like, huh. you know, they're probably lifelike-ish. But, uh, you know, probably deteriorated a little bit. It's been like 20, right. 30 years. Mm-hmm. And then just saying... Uh, does anybody
1: put, want these boobs? Yeah, put a price tag on them yeah, and and price it. Up, tag. Yeah, put a price tag.
0: And just that I just wish I was like a fly in the wall with that one nerd sitting in the audience, like slowly raising his hand. <laughs> <laughs> I'll—I'll I'll take them. <laughs> So
2: Amy uh, cackles as she gets to her feet, and uh, yeah, she's ready for breakfast. Oh, it's, it's obvious Amanda Beers is having the time of her life. Yeah, She's totally chewing the scenery. She starts to creep and crawl her way across the <laughs>
1: room. Uh,
0: and yeah, she just like lets out these series of growls like an angry dog. <laughs> she's like, rah rah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, you know, Peter
2: turns the cross on her,
0: and she hides her eyes and screams.
2: Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? Um, Let's let's just remember this moment. Let us remember this moment when Peter pulls out the cross and repels a vampire with it. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. It's worked before with evil, right? Well, but very effectively with Evil
0: Ed. Holy smokes. But uh, it does not work from, for somebody else earlier. Uh, yeah. But and maybe we'll get into that once we uh, get into the next time and it comes out. Uh, back in the early draft of the script, uh, this says that uh, Charlie and Peter do go to the attic. Charlie checks the roof, can't find anything. They come back down and find Amy waiting for the both of them. Amy attacks Charlie. Oh, so dumb. so hard, my earbud came out of my ear. <laughs> um, uh, Amy actually attacks Charlie, uh, trying to bite him. And Peter raises a stake, and Charlie tells him, No! So instead, he uses the stake to clobber her in the back, which seems to knock her out. But when they leave her, she rises again and smiles. So that was all in the script and got cut out. So I just love this the the whole thing where uh you know uh, Amy is trying to attack them as a vampire, but know
2: yeah, I think that's a judicious cut. I think you need to save the the direct conflict between Charlie and vampire Amy for the climax of the film yeah. and we' we're, we're in we're definitely in the rising action here. We're, we're coming very close, but you know that sets up. Everything that Charlie's character has feared—you know—that somehow his loved ones and his whole family would be directly impacted by Jerry, and now it's turning on him and threatening to to kill him and suck him—and think you know, of that's something that needs to happen later. Yeah, it's true, and and it's funny
0: because in, in the in the first draft of script, earlier draft rather, and uh, in the novelization which I got a hold of, uh, it, it it Amy does. Does keep coming over and over again, and they have to keep on repelling her. I think they lock her in something at, w- at one point. Uh, but yeah, at this point, it's like she gets scared by the cross, and Peter just gingerly closes the door and she stays in there, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I think he locked it somehow. <laughs>
2: Yeah, this this confused me at first because I I thought they broke the doors into this room, but looking at it later, it seems that there are two sets of doors into... Jury's little bachelor pad.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I don't quite understand because you know how did she stay in there? If I, it it seems it you know you don't actually see him locking the door or anything. Or if there's a key that was in the in the lock. Uh, and yeah, like you said, it, it's already been bashed in once. So.
2: Well if you if you look behind him though, as he closes those doors, you can see another set of doors behind him. I think those are the ones. That Jerry had locked. There's that open door over his right shoulder. There's a whole other door. So you don't really see in there at all. That's interesting. So I get so so there's so there's this like airlock kind of thing for yeah. this bedroom where you have two sets of double doors. Vampire quarantine.
1: <laughs> yeah, it might be uh, maybe in that little um, in that space. It looks like there could be another doorway. It could be a bathroom, like an ensuite, like a hotel room. Essentially.
0: Oh, look at that! Yeah, yeah, it could or be or a closet, that's open. Maybe. That's yeah. open the other way. Hmm. Yeah, there is a frame there. I don't know. Uh, mark that down for asking Tom Holland. I'm sure he'll remember <laughs>
2: specifics about the door. <laughs> the house. Yeah, uh, and then Peter must lock this door somehow, but we don't get the shot of the hand yeah. turning the latch or anything like that. So we just kind of have to take it for granted that Peter is smart enough to lock the door, Not just like, Oh, if I just close the door, it will confuse her because vampires are dumb creatures who don't know how to operate doors. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, she's like a zombie. She's just like beating at it. Like, how does this work? <laughs> so charlie when when peter comes back out charlie has checked the roof and says he's not up there so that that whole thing again was just kind of cut out of the script um which is good because you know i i think we need to get to the the main confrontation here um so charlie uh notices that uh behind peter in the window is is jerry kind of like hey <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's a great effect, though. They must have done that with maybe a crane or swooping him into the window and then away again.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it does – we've brought up –
2: have you ever seen Salem's Lot? No, I haven't. Remember when I said the horror movies really weren't my bag? So, it... <laughs> But
0: then you were like, maybe do a minute by minute of The Exorcist, so I don't know.
2: <laughs> right. But I also then kind of told the story how that wasn't going to be a good idea. Anyway, so no, I have not seen Salem's Lot. Why do you ask? Well, there's like a lot of floating outside of windows uh, in mm-hmm. that movie, too. It's
1: a vampire story based on a Stephen King book that was a made-for-TV movie. There's been two made-for-TV movies, mm-hmm. actually, but the one yeah. we refer to a lot is the 1980, 1979, maybe. Uh huh.
2: Yeah, now, speaking of Stephen King, is Jerry doing, like, the it thing with Peter and Charlie, like, you know, amping up their fears so they taste better when he finally eats them? Because there's no reason why Jerry just couldn't punch through the glass and grab Peter by the throat.
0: Yeah, that's true. I I, I don't know. Uh, it, it's interesting, and, and and I was even even going to ask, like, is this the only jump scare in the movie? Like, oh my god, he's behind him! <laughs> you know, I I don't know if there's many others that are, you know, that like sudden, like, oh my god. And it it kind of reminds you of like a like going through a haunted house, and you're walking through a haunted house, and somebody right. in like a mask is behind a window and like going rah. <laughs>
2: I think um uh evil ed turning uh, evil or with Peter is more of a jump scare than this because then you get that that quick turnaround and he's got the fangs oh, this yeah, you yeah jerry just gently floats up (laughs) to the window to to say hello
0: avon calling (laughs) uh so peter screams and charlie runs to the window and jerry uh flies off and charlie realizes he's going downstairs so or he believes he's going downstairs and uh yeah that's where this minute ends
2: Look, he's in a tweed jacket with elbow patches. That makes him the smartest man in the room. So I think we should give him the benefit of the doubt.
0: Uh, any we, we we studied that jacket earlier in this movie. Any any opinion on uh, uh tweed jackets with elbow patches? Have you ever worn what? any
2: or uh, I wanted to back when I was in high school and I was trying to go you know, find myself. I was trying to find my own stuff that, yeah, tweet Jack with elbow patches, then I'll be <laughs> cool. Yeah. And then I, you know, I went to the department store and saw how much they were and realized that I, a poor high schooler was never going to be able to afford one of those. Uh, back to the so,
0: members
2: nope. only. <laughs> uh yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oh, I I love the fact that Charlie is in this jacket. I just I love the fact that he has stayed in his uh, formal going to prove that Jerry is uh, a vampire attire. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just there's you know something that just tickles me. Like he's dressing up for church, but he's going over to the vampire's house. I... <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, Len, Len hasn't talked much this minute, but uh, th- this is very much uh, Len's, Len's uh, daily uh, wear. It's somewhere between Charlie Brewster and Marty McFly.
1: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> the only thing I would change, I guess, is I, I don't often wear slacks, uh-huh. usually blue jeans. But, yes, I, I do have the professorial uh, je- jackets in my wardrobe often. Nice. I have to, you know, I have to smarten it up a bit because I am pretty dumb. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> First impression.
0: At all. <laughs> all right you have anything else for this minute uh father david
2: i do not know it's uh just more fun in jerry's house of horrors yeah yep yeah. uh you want to let folks know where they can find you uh, you can find me on, uh, online at FatherDavidMowry.com. It's my uh, website where I have put together all of my various movies by minute, podcast appearances uh, in one location. In case you can't get enough of my blathering and you want to hear me blather about all different <laughs> kinds of movies, uh, you can find that at uh, uh, Father F A T H E R David Mowry M O W R Y dot com. I
0: I can't wait till we join the ranks of uh, of the other minute by minute podcasts on this website. Uh, looking forward to it. <laughs> That's if you'll have us. Or so you might. You, this might be like. Uh, uh, this is. I'm kind of embarrassed to this one.
1: <laughs> I'll let no, people find this no. one.
2: <laughs> no, certainly not. No, no. Mission Impossible. That was like. Well, I don't know. Uh... <laughs> No, you guys definitely definitely will make the list. Awesome.
0: Well, uh, as for us, I uh, think we'll put a stake in this one. Please follow us on Twitter at Fright Night Men. Send your feedback to Fright Night Minute at gmail.com. And please rate, review, and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. And until next time, I'm Robin. I'm Derry Jandridge. <laughs> Dairy (laughs) ginger?
2: And now, boys and girls, a vampire hunting tip. A simple closed door will stop any young vampire in its tracks. (laughs) He's a vampire. A what? (laughs) You're so cool, Brewster.